Welcome. Thank you for listening to this podcast based on our Q&A with Epic One, one of the biggest special purpose acquisition companies, or SPAC, listed on Amsterdam Euronext. My name is Daphne van der Houwe and I am a senior associate in our financial regulatory team. In this four-part Q&A series, I will be speaking with Ben Davey, Chief Investment Officer of Epic One, and Short Bown, a counsel in our equity capital markets team, who worked closely with Epic One on their SPAC IPO. In the first part of this podcast series, we talk about the objectives of Epic One and why has Epic One decided to raise capital through SPAC. Ben, um, could you perhaps tell us something about the objectives of Epic One? Okay, well, look, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so the objectives of EFIC One are, are really quite simple. What we're really wanting to do is help a high growth company focused on either the fintech or financial, wider financial services industry uh, to uh, effectively come to a public listing, but do it in an environment where uh, around that fantastic uh, entrepreneurial team, uh, we bring also some of the experience that our EFIC management team also has. Uh, so uh, we hope to find a high growth company uh, that is of the right level of maturity, uh, that has worked through its strategic options and thinks that a listing is the right thing to do, and then decides that as it evaluates its options, it wants to talk to some of the teams that represent the various SPACs that are in the market to see if that is a better fit and a better way of coming to the market than perhaps some of the old traditional uh, routes and the more traditional IPO. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. So why has Epic One decided to raise capital through SPAC? Yeah, so th this um, this starts to talk a little bit about um, why, why think about a SPAC as opposed to some of the other ways of, of bringing your company to the market. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps the best way of explaining this is to just think about what the alternatives are for a high growth company uh, in, in this type of position. There is, of course, a traditional IPO. Um, that's a process that can take you know, up to 12 months or so. Uh, it's obviously subject to market movements uh, on the way through. Uh, there's a lot of preparatory work. Uh, and inevitably, the actual price at which the listing takes place is not known until the final moment and is subject as a result to a fair amount of uncertainty. Um, another alternative is, of course, relatively late stage private equity. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, private equity teams bring huge experience in their own rights, uh, very seasoned investors, uh, and often bring lots of value to the management team in question as well. So both of those are perfectly legitimate ways to, to, to take extra capital, one obviously to the markets, one just to give you more time before coming to the listing. The SPAC, I like to think, sits somewhere in between the two. Mm -hmm. And it won't necessarily be for all companies, but I think for certain ones, it is a really interesting alternative. Because when it compares perhaps to the IPOs, um, you can effectively execute a DSPAC transaction, uh, we think within about four months or so, by the time you've had your uh, management conversations, completed your diligence, and importantly then talk to your pipe investors. So there's a significant uh, speed advantage in terms of coming to market. The second thing is, I think, which is important, I think, is um, the relative price visibility that the founding team, the shareholders of mm -hmm. the company in question get. Because essentially, through that pipe process, in a discreet and confidential way, you are talking to investors about the potential price points, and you're giving that feedback at a much earlier stage uh, than you would otherwise have in an IPO to the founding team, to the shareholders. So they can start to evaluate whether or not uh, it's the right time for them to come to market mm -hmm. from a price perspective. And then the uh, the next aspect is the relative certainty that we think the process brings. 
Because again, unlike perhaps some of the more traditional IPO processes, once you've agreed terms, you've been out to the pipe investors, you have a high level of confidence that your transaction is capable of being uh, executed successfully. Uh, and therefore, at the moment that you effectively launch your process more for formally, mm -hmm. you basically know that your transaction uh, is going to complete. Uh, so very different to a traditional IPO process. So uh, we think uh, that that's, that's really uh, quite advantageous. And then the final two points, I guess, uh, as compared to an IPO, uh, we hope, uh, I think most SPATs would hope this was the case, that the management team that we have within EFIC1 will be supportive to the management team of the company that we're wanting to uh, invest in and support in the partnership to a float. Mm -hmm. um, to be clear, not executive management. That's the team that you're investing in. That's their job. But perhaps sitting behind the scenes, possibly as non-executives, but helping them get ready for that IPO. And that sounds easy, but anyone that's involved in that process will know it's it's not at all. Yeah. Um, and that can be making sure that your risk, your compliance, your governance is in the right sort of place, uh, making sure that you've thought about uh, the right incentive schemes for your employees post a listing, uh, thinking about the presentation and indeed then the discussions with the investors. These are all areas where you might be able to help. Mm -hmm. But then crucially, and we hope ultimately to be proven, to help the companies continue their growth trajectory after listing. Um, you know, obviously, the IPO is a relatively transactional event and the banks do a great job and then you list and off you go. Uh, what we hope as a SPAC is that we're obviously there in the background again, helping this management team create more value for the stakeholders post a listing. So we think those are sort of five good reasons why we like the SPAC as a methodology as mm -hmm. compared to an IPO. Versus private equity, again, you know, lots of reasons why that might be the right answer. Uh, for the types of companies we're talking about. Um, but it does put off, of course, for a period of time, maybe it's two years, maybe it's longer, an IPO event. It often uh, comes with, understandably, a number of shareholder requirements, uh, possibly some constraints as to what the company can and can't do. And so it may just be not the right moment, given the company's progression, to effectively go back into an extended private environment. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, so it's not for everyone. But we do think a really interesting alternative, genuinely strategic for companies who want to get to IPO or listing quicker, don't want the length and the uncertainty of an IPO process, don't want to end up in a private environment for another two to three years with, mm -hmm. with some additional constraints. In those circumstances, we think a SPAC is a really interesting option. What we have seen in the past few months is that the market is actually agreeing with Ben. We have seen a very high rise of SPAC listings, especially here in Amsterdam. More on these developments in the next episode of this podcast. You can find this episode in your podcast player or on alanovery.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>